one of the things we all talked about in this book was the fact that in social media, even non-hunters are being exposed to hunting because a friend, cousin, neighbor, coworker, or someone is, is hunting and talking about that. And it's important how we present that. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer. And uh, we're still flying high from our first place finishes at the Aglow Conference up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. We, uh, Angie and I were up here together and won three first place, so we're still reeling in that glory. Angie, it was so nice to hang out with you during that time. Yeah, it was awesome. I was, uh, I went last year, we've talked about it on the show quite a bit, um, just a great conference, meet so many people, and it was just really cool to get recognized this year for the work that we've been doing on the show. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, you know, we've been, we were able to do a lot of fishing and hunting. And one of our hunting adventures we were able to do with KJ Houtman, who happens to be our guest today. KJ, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. We had an opportunity to go um, deer archery hunting and go to an archery shop. And we did get some video from that. So we'll be able to post a link on the show notes if that's done. If not, we'll post it later. But um, it's so appropriate to be here hunting with Christine right now because she has a brand new book out called Why Women Hunt. Um, What inspired you to write this book? Well, the publisher out of Washington contacted me and the referral came from Brenda Valentine, who's known as the First Lady of Hunting. And she has been doing this for a long time, probably one of the first women ever to be invited to be on a pro staff, uh, on television shows, giving seminars, how-to seminars, and, and people listened intently because she's so skilled and talented and knew what she was talking about and innovative. And Brenda suggested that I write this book because I think she knew that at the bottom of it all, I am a storyteller. And I interviewed 18 women, and I asked each of them to tell me about a hunt that changed them. And that's the link that really brings all of these stories together, um, because I think that's an important part of it. It is we don't just hunt um, for that one moment. We hunt because that one moment can change us, and it can be different things for different women. Sometimes it's overcoming fears. Sometimes it's finding empowerment. Um, Sometimes it has to do with getting your feet solidly on the ground and feeling firmly planted. Sometimes it's um, a little bit about connecting with the nature and God and maybe a spiritual moment that you might have outdoors. Sometimes it's about camaraderie. Sometimes it's about solitude. Um, Sometimes it's about food and clean organic food that you feel that you were very much a part of putting on the table. So it is complicated. It takes 18 stories to tell it, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. Cool. Was there a common theme that you found after talking to all these different women? Was there, you know, anything kind of overlying throughout that you noticed? One of the big things was everyone talking about the need for mentorship and whether that's being the mentor, if you're experienced or whether that's, um, 
as a, a new person getting in, needing a mentor and finding that, everyone would say, it's pretty hard to get into hunting without having someone to encourage you, fill in some of the gaps for skills, um, maybe take all of the questions, which there are myriad of them, and reduce it down to a few important things that you need to start with, and then you can add to that with experience. So I think a mentor can kind of help do all of those things. And mentors can be men or women. A lot of the women who told me the stories of their um, entry into hunting, men encouraged them too. So I would encourage both men and women to be mentors. That's huge. I mean, that's how I got into it. You know, I mean, my family hunted, my dad and my brother hunted, but I, I never really got an invite or I, and I didn't really want to go at that time. But once I had friends that hunted and they would prepare delicious meals for me and, you know, it is kind of a subculture mm -hmm. and that's, it's fun to be part of that. And that's what kind of got me started. And through their mentorship, then I eventually got into it more and more. And now I, you know, I'm not like some expert hunter. I'm still considered a novice, but I, I really enjoy it. I like being a part of this tribe, so to speak. And I think uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to be in this space, too, and call myself a hunter and be out there. But I also found that later in life, like you, Barb. And I wanted this book to not just highlight women who'd been hunting from the time they were almost toddlers, you know, like out in the field, very young, and as children and teenagers, they grew up hunting. I didn't want this to be just about those gals. There are some in there, though. That's it. They're very much a part of their entire life. But there are stories in here about women who took up hunting in their 30s or 40s or 50s. And I think that's also inspiring because if you think I haven't done this yet, so therefore I've missed my opportunity or it's too late or something like that. No, you can see that there are plenty of examples of women who pick this up a little later in life. You mentioned it being a tribe, and there's a lot of really great uh, resources out there now, probably more so than ever before. Um, you know, we've talked about on the show Becoming an Outdoors Woman mm -hmm. program, and um, I actually just got an email this morning about the upcoming Tennessee one uh, this fall. It's a muzzleloader event that you can go learn how to shoot, you know, a muzzleloader, which, you know, it's not super common you know but it's, it's cool to have those opportunities there's also sisterhood of the outdoors we've had uh amy ray on our podcast before that runs that organization and they do group hunts so all these women get together and they teach each other and um so i think it's cool now more than ever that those opportunities exist if you know where to find them i definitely saw that in the interviews that i did for this book uh why women hunt that some of them began that quest through some a program like Becoming an Outdoor Woman or something like that. So those are good. Um, but so is also um, uh, a, a partner, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, or someone who's willing to uh, show you a little bit more about it and reduce the huge universe that hunting is down to something that you can start with and just start there and then add on to it as your confidence grows and your success grows. And it's exciting to see that happen. One of the things I like about the book is just, it's a beautiful coffee table book it full is. of great photographs. 
it's something that you can uh, just kind of leave out and pick up and read one story at a time and uh, that's it just feels good in the hand in your hand and I just really it's very good quality it's beautiful it is a kind of book that I think makes a great gift so if anybody is thinking gosh my um, my sister might like this or my dad might like this or something like that I do think it's a book I should say that both men and women can read yes it's about women hunting but um, I think it's important for men to read this to see if they don't discover something unique about um, what they're reading there and the different kinds of women so that maybe they don't always like um, think that they know what a woman is looking for in a hunt. Maybe they would be surprised to know that it isn't about what it is for them. I, I think there's a little bit of difference. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And everybody's different. Right. Right. I see here in the book, you know, there's a little bit of talk about your hunting experience. What I, I see a picture here, a beautiful picture of you with your first antelope. Yes. How yes. how much do you hunt? Uh, well, I'm going in a couple of weeks back out to Wyoming, and, and that will be my fourth trip out to Wyoming antelope hunting. And um, and so I've I've had success two years, and one year I didn't. But um, it's uh, was my first big game opportunity, and um, I've taken turkey. Um, I've been deer hunting, although I haven't taken my own deer yet, so I'm hoping for that. We didn't have that happen this week. We tried. Yeah, we did um, try. <laughs> I, I have been in a tree stand other times as well, and it hasn't happened for me yet, but that's also part of the process. You go out, and um, it isn't always about the success. Sometimes it's about the waiting, and sometimes it's about what you encounter outdoors while you're waiting, whether that's a discovery about yourself or discovery about the world that you live in and what your role is there. Um, some of my best prayer time is when I'm in a turkey woods. So I think that everybody's different. You know, that's why I wanted to cover quite a few different stories. And some of these women are from Alaska or Alabama or um, all across the country. Some are uh, hunting with bird dogs. Some are big game hunting. Some are um, uh, grouse hunting. And I mean, it's just everything. And so I've never been grouse hunting, but I love the beautiful photos and the stories from some of the women that have been. And we have some stories of women that were on safari in Africa, and that's incredible. I mean, I haven't done anything like that, but um, I had one woman in this book say that her life has now been defined by before after Africa and after Africa. Mm. Like, wow. it's that clear of a delineation wow. for her. And for her, it was mostly about empowerment, that she just didn't know she could do what she did. And then once that happens, you can apply that to a lot of different things in your life. Like I didn't know maybe I could write a book in a way where I put myself out there vulnerably for someone to say it stinks or I love it or, you know, whichever way of a review that you want. Um, we kind of have to be vulnerable sometimes. And, and I think that's part of the outdoor experience, too. Yeah, I see here uh, Nancy Jo Adams. We met her actually at ICAST, and she is just has such a passion for hunting. But it came later in life. Yeah, it said that. She told her husband no year after year after year when he'd say, you want to go with me, honey? You want to go sit in the shooting house with me? Why would I want to do that? And it wasn't just like a polite no. Why would I want to do that? Uh, she said no for a long time. And her story in this book um, is interesting about why one day she says yes. But it changed her life, and she couldn't be happier. 
I see uh, Tisma Hewitt here, too, from the Nationals Shooting Sports Foundation. I she, love Tisma. Yeah, she is just such a character. And um, How did you find the women to have in the book? Most of them I know. And so it was me kind of looking at stories, uh, urban stories for some women. Tisma is an example of a woman from Chicago who was trying to learn about the outdoors in the sense of just wanting to go camping. And she started becoming an outdoor woman um, classes and... Um, got opened to shooting and hunting, and it just changed changed her entire world. Um, I I interviewed older women, younger women, some from an urban environment, some from a very rural or suburban environment. So I think we got quite a different cross section, and um, I think that's just an important part of we're a diverse group, and we all have different stories to tell. I think. This book, too, um, just hearing about it, um, it's inspiring, even if you're not into hunting. I think so, too. Just I hope to, so. to read those stories and get inspired by these women who are just going out there and, and doing that. that. Um, so I think this book is also an important potential read or a gift to a non-hunter because it might help them see what it is about. And it isn't about anger. <laughs> Sometimes people who don't misunderstand that you're going out to shoot something out of anger. And there's just really no place for that in, in the hunting world, in the realm. So um, maybe they can clear some of that up for them. Um, maybe can help them understand the quest for clean organic meat that it is. Um, maybe that it isn't just about the successful days. It's also about the days where you're just enjoying a day to yourself and seeing a beautiful sunrise and witnessing the bluebirds and the, and the squirrels or whatever other little uh, flora and fauna that are a part of your day when you're out in the woods. So. Well, and also what really you know, gets it for me is something will happen, like you'll see a deer come in and... Your heart beats so fast, you can hear it. You know, there's just your body surges with this excitement, but you have to remain very still and very quiet. And it kind of fills your whole being with this energy that almost feels like it could burst out of you. And whether or not you decide to shoot or not, I mean, so many times you, you're not going to shoot because of like it's a fawn or a don't a fawn or whatever, but you still feel that. And that is That's just, a natural high. Yes, that is just absolutely exhilarating. And um, that's the part that I like. Or, or when you hear a twig snap and you think that there might be something coming, you know. I mean, there's a lot of excitement around it, whether or not you harvest an animal or not. <laughs> we have some background noise here. We're trying out a new recorder for the first time, so... Thank you for allowing us to test it out with you. And uh, Thanks for inviting me. It was so great to spend a couple days with you gals and, and love being here. And just want you to know you can find this book at whywomenhunt.com. We just took the title and made a publisher made a website that way, so it's easy. It's from Wild River Press, but you don't have to remember that. Why Women Hunt, and, and I think it would be a great gift. So Christmas is coming up, so yeah. you know now you'll probably hear this episode a couple months before Christmas, but make a little note. This would be a good Christmas gift for a 
hunter or non-hunter. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll see you again next week on a new episode. And Christine, I look forward to spending some time on the ice with you.